0: Active FM presents Food, food for Thought for for With story. Pastor Kevin
1: and Pastor Vicky and the Radio, Radio. Radio. I'm going to ask you to repeat after me Right wherever you are, just repeat after me Say, Lord Jesus I ask you to speak to my life That you administer to my heart May your word be revealed to me today In a way that i can understand it so that i can speak it and do it and see it change my life but most of all see it change the world pray this in jesus name amen now these sermons were prepared a a while ago and um i really felt that god has led us i really felt that he's led us because now is the time where for many people, there's no hope, except if you reach out to God. So we've been talking about a sermon series, The Secret of a Life of Miracles. And today, finding real love. And I want to just recap the, the passage which we read from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 to 11 last week. Reading from the Passion Translation. Since we are approaching the end of all things, be intentional, purposeful, and self-controlled so that you will be given to prayer. Above all, constantly echo God's intense love for one another. For love will be a canopy over a multitude of sins. Be compassionate to foreigners without complaining. Every believer has received grace gifts. So use them to serve one another as faithful stewards of of the many-colored tapestry of, of God's grace. For example, if you have a speaking gift, speak as though God was speaking His words through you. In other words, stop giving your own opinion one of the things that happens in a time like this too many people give their own opinion and you know god is faithful and he's going to heal people in this time god is faithful and some people are not even going to get very sick god is faithful and other people are going to get very sick god is faithful and some of the faithful people of god are going to die throughout all the ages when you have times like this and pandemics and wars the children of god are amongst those who die he does not withhold the challenges of the world from his children, and so we've got to speak God's word. And God's word is: even if you die, you have hope beyond the grave. But many are going to be healed, and 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 many are going to be healed, and and they're going to know that God is real because they're going to know they were healed. So we've got to speak the word. If you have the gift of serving, do it passionately, with the strength God gives, so that in everything God alone will be glorified through Jesus Christ, for to him belong the power and the glory forever throughout all ages. I'm thinking, you know, a lot of the people in the northern hemisphere are are, are confident, you know, if you think about South Africa, September, October last year, we were supposed to have had 12 to 14 million active cases. We were supposed to have had 300 and something thousand that died. This was just last year alone. And then the numbers dropped. Even when there is lockdown restrictions, the numbers dropped. And then uh, we reached September, October, November, and everyone was saying the pandemic's over, yay, yay, yay. And then we had the second wave. And for us here in Joburg, although it was rough, it wasn't quite as rough and it was rough for some people but not most people and then the numbers dropped again in February, March, April the numbers were really low they were saying third wave, third wave, third wave I think we all knew most of us knew deep down, a lot of people are going to get sick in the winter because people normally get flu, now you've got this other thing that's going on and then it happened and when you see things like this the question we had last week is do you realize we're approaching the end of all things? 1 Peter 4, 7a but at the end but, but the end of all things is at hand. And so time is short. So be intentional, purposeful and self-controlled so that you'll be given to pray. 1 Peter 4, verse 7b Therefore be serious and watchful in your prayers. Be serious about your prayers and watch for what God is saying. And then above all constantly echo God's intense love for one another. Now in order to be able to echo that intense love, what it requires is that we be restored. It requires that we experience the restoration that comes from the blood of Jesus. And we prayed over that last week. And so this week we're talking about finding real love. Now, you know, on the one hand, here in Johannesburg, we have this tremendous wave of illness, tremendous wave of death, tremendous wave of funerals, tremendous waves of people losing multiple people in their families, sometimes within a day or two. And then on top of it, the Constitutional Court made a decision, and the previous president, Jacob Zuma, has gone to jail in escort. And with that, we see the challenge that um, there are many people that are very unhappy. And with all of this going on, the country's been destabilized. On top of that, a lot of very evil laws have been passed in this time. While people are all worrying about the illness, and I'm talking about the whole time of the pandemic, there has been such a flood of evil legislation that has gone through our parliament. Yeah in South Africa. Man, if you go and I would challenge you maybe to go and read some of the stuff that has been put into law and see how many of the things that you're doing, things that are good, are now illegal according to the law in South Africa. And there is a very purposeful effort by very powerful people to make maximum to take maximum opportunity of this whole situation, this illness. This illness which could have been stopped from coming into the nation originally, prior to March 2020. It could have been contained in Wuhan in China. It didn't have to spread out to the whole world. And people need to start asking questions because the same people who allowed this thing to spread all over the world, because they knew about this thing in January 2020, the same people are now promoting all sorts of solutions And so whenever you're looking at the solutions, you've got to think about who are the people that are promoting them. And then on the other side, you've got people who are saying there is no virus. Literally someone told me that COVID-19 is hay fever. They clearly don't live in Joburg. They live in America, this person. And I'd love for that person to fly here. And to come to our cemeteries and to come to the grieving families and to tell them it's hay fever. What I want you to realize, the world is confounded in deception and delusion. Because some people are saying, if you you don't get vaccinated, you're dead. And if you get vaccinated, you're protected. And then they get sick and they die. They get COVID anyway. That's happening too. They're deluded. They think you can be protected by an injection. Other people say it's just hay fever. What I want you to realize is that the only opinion you can preach is the word because further than that, you have no clue about what's going on. You can have your theories till you're blue in the face. You do not know what's going on. And in the midst of all of this, If you find the word, you will find real love. Because that's what's lacking in this time. And that's where the kingdom is going to go forward. And that's where the gospel is going to go forth. Is if people start finding weight. But in the house of God, there is real love. There is real love. A lot of people are saying a lot of stuff about a lot of pastors in public. this morning I heard a pastor say that the pastors are captured you know you've got state capture and then there's judiciary, the judicial system's captured and now they're saying the pastors are captured and I'm telling you now if you're a Christian and you're saying stuff like that you need to repent yeah there might be one or two, doesn't matter you never speak out against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ like that because the church is his body and the thing is right now. Now is the time to pull together. Because if people find real love in the house of God, many are going to be saved. And at the end of the day, COVID-19 is not our biggest problem. Jacob Zuma going to jail is not our biggest problem. Or whatever problem you may think is the biggest problem on the face of the planet. That is not our biggest problem. Our biggest problem is that all of us are going to die. Whether it be COVID or cancer or a stroke or a bullet or a truck rides over us or whatever it may be. We're going to die. And that is where the solution needs to be how do I overcome my death because it's possible because of what Jesus did when he died on the cross for us the resurrection is promised to those who believe in Jesus the hope of Jesus is that one day he is coming back for his church and that if we're a part of his church then we put our faith in him that we will be taken up I've said it many times and many times people over the years might have thought what a load of nonsense but I want to tell you it's more real now. If your hope is in anything other than the fact that one day Jesus is coming back for his church, your hope is wishful thinking. And God has allowed us to be shown this. He's allowed this to come to fruition in our lives. He's allowed us to see this you've got to find the hope that goes beyond the grave because that's an eternal hope and why do we have so much death we have so much death because of sin now what is the thing about real love real love is so powerful because it will be a canopy over a multitude of sins I want you to listen to me A canopy, it's a covering over a multitude of sins. 1 Peter 4 verse 8b, for love will cover a multitude of sins. We spoke about the restoration that comes from the blood of restoration of Jesus in last week's sermon. And if you never saw it, I'd encourage you to go watch it. Because it's only by the blood of Jesus that you can be made whole. If you have fear, if you have anxiety, if you have anger, if you have confusion, if you have all of these terrible things going on on the inside of you, you need to be restored. Go look at last week's sermon and get the restoration of Jesus that comes from when he died on the cross and they put a spear in his side and blood and water flowed. But when we are restored, love comes in the form of a canopy, in the form of a roof, in the form of a shelter over us. And protection comes when we are beneath the canopy. Our job is to make sure that we are beneath the canopy. Before you need to be protected from COVID. Before you need to be protected from your political adversary. Before you need to be protected from corrupt legal institutions, corrupt political institutions or corrupt any institutions. You need to be protected from your sin. And protection comes... In the form of protection relating to our sin from the environment. You know, the verbal and the physical attacks that happen against us because of our sin. We often like to talk about the sin committed against us. But what about the things that happen to us because of our sin? And we all know we've got stuff that's gone wrong in our lives because of our sin. But not only does this stuff protect us, From the verbal and the physical attacks that might come because of our sin. It gives us protection from our history. A bigger threat to you than COVID-19. A bigger threat to you than COVID pneumonia. Is your sin. We all have histories that will shame us. And love protects us from the shame. The love that comes because the price for that protection was paid by the blood that was shed by Jesus on the cross of Calvary. And this love protects us because it washes our sin away. It washes it away, it destroys it like it never existed. That's real love. If the love that you have does not wash your sin away, you do not have real love. Because you cannot have real love in an environment where there's sin. And if you have real love, we then go on to a statement that is a powerful reflection to us in South Africa. Be compassionate to foreigners without complaining. 1 Peter 4 verse 9 says, Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Now foreigners, we're talking about, yep, xenophobia. By the way, the xenophobia for those in South Africa can be South Africans against foreigners, but it can also be foreigners against South Africans and South Africans against South Africans. And You know, you know we like to give hatred a name. And, and, and we like to say love trumps hate when we're talking about gay people. But I want to tell you, hatred is hatred is hatred is hatred. Foreigners also is racism. How many people, because of their hatred, and maybe maybe it's hatred because they have faced oppression from another race group, for example. But how many people have hated and they've justified their hate by what has been done? Maybe real atrocities. You know, other times people hate because of something that they have a perception on. The reason I hate someone is not even real. I remember a song by a band, and you know, you don't normally preach from a band, you know what I'm saying? But I think it's just apt. It was the pash Mode, and they went, people are people, so why should it be? You and I should get along so awfully. And then it said, it's obvious you hate me, Though I've done nothing wrong. I've never even met you, so what could I have done? they weren't Christians but it doesn't matter who you hate it doesn't matter for what I mean I I listen to gay people all the time saying don't hate, don't hate and I listen to them saying some of the most hate filled words under the sun and many of them I believe have heterophobia the people who preach about hate the most often hate the most And every one of us are susceptible to this. Because in our sinful state, we're not hospitable. And even if we are hospitable, we complain about it. How many times have people said, Oh, come you have some of my food. And then you go afterwards, Did you see how much they ate? But you offered them the food. And, And I want to tell you that, You don't become truly hospitable to all people unless a transformation occurs in your heart from the Lord Jesus Christ. You can claim that you're transformed. You can claim that you have love. But most people, doesn't matter what their persuasion, doesn't matter what their belief, they spew out hate claiming they love. I accept everyone. Just I hate Joe Biden. I accept and love everyone. Just love Trump's hate because I hate Trump. He is hate personified. I love Ramaphosa. I love Zuma. It doesn't matter what side we take. If we are not transformed by the Lord Jesus Christ, we are not an example of love. The story of transformation comes about through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you, don't complain about people. Don't judge people. Don't judge them for their skin color. Don't judge them for their nationality. Don't judge them for their gender. Don't judge them for their agenda. Love even those that don't deserve it. And you know what you do when you love people? You serve them. If you're not serving people, you don't love them. Don't use the word love in relation to yourself if you don't serve people and serving people costs it's of the apostle paul sorry the apostle peter goes on and he says if you have the gift of serving do it passionately with the strength god gives you so in everything god alone will be glorified through jesus christ i believe that every single person should desire the gift of serving Desire the gift where you want to serve people. Where you want to serve people that have virtue, even. Look at 1 Peter 4, verse 10 from the New King James. As each one of us has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. A hospitable attitude serves others. Please don't tell me you love people if you're not serving them. Please don't tell me you love people. If you're not hospitable and you're just thinking about yourself. Please don't tell me that you love people if you're irritated by them. Every single person you meet, even the biggest weirdo on the face of the planet, was fearfully and wonderfully created in the image of Almighty God. Too many times when you do serve the few times maybe that we actually do reach out and serve someone, we serve with a bad attitude and we complain. Oh, they took such advantage of us. You know, you give them a finger, they take the whole hand. So freaking what? You know, Christians, all my life I've heard Christians play, Oh God, please use me. And I myself have done it. You're then getting counseling. I feel so used. But you ask God that you want it to be used now you feel used like think guys there's a problem there you need to be transformed by the saving love of the Lord God requests that when we serve we do it with passion the greater the passion the greater the glory that is being given to Jesus we serve with a fervency we serve like it's coming out of our ears And I want to give you a news face today. In the midst of a lockdown, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of some serious political instability, in the midst midst of corruption in government, a government that is so corrupt that they tell us it's our fault when we get sick. And I I, I dispute that in 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 the strongest possible terms. Because only rich people can afford to say that. Poor people can't stay home and stay safe because they starve. Here's the thing. When we serve with passion, even that government, Jesus gets the glory. He gets the glory. A servant heart does more than anything else will ever do to attract people to the gospel. And I want to give you a newsflash today. You have a gift. You have a gift and you have a calling to give your heart and to use your gift for God's glory. That people will know it was God. I want you to notice that everyone has a gift. There's no one in this service today, there's no one in this church that has not received a gift and the gift is God's grace on you it's his grace it belongs to him we're stewards over that grace we carry it for him and Jesus said one day is going to ask us how we did with it how did we steward his grace how did we steward his love how did we carry the calling One day we'll give account of the stewardship. And I want to tell you right now, in the midst of the deepest challenge, the soil is rich for miracles, the ground is fertile for miracles, people are desperate for miracles that will never give you the time of day they will ridicule you and mock you maybe even beat you up if you tell them about the gospel there are many of those people right now that will listen to you with every fiber in their being because they've run out of answers as bad as the times are so good are they for the preaching of the gospel so good are they for eternal purposes So many people are not deceived, thinking, you know, that many of the people in power in many spheres of life around the world are good people. Oh, that deception has gone from the eyes of many people today. And so you have the opportunity to talk about the true King and the true Lord of Lords. You have the opportunity to tell people about what Jesus spoke about when he said, if you are weary and heavy laden, come to me for I will give you rest. God did miracles with his hands through his son Jesus I want you to think about the hands of the son of God that performed those supernatural deeds he'd lift his hand up and tell the storm to stop he would lay hands on people I want you to think about those hands Think about when Jesus was on the earth. His hands, he had hands that give life. Matthew 9, 25. After the crowd was put outside her, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand and she stood up. This was a dead girl. He took her by the hand. His power flowed through him into the girl's lifeless body and she came back to life. His hands give life. He had healing hands. He healed people by laying hands on them. Matthew eight fourteen and 15. When Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. She had COVID. But when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her, and then she got up and prepared a meal for him. Luke 4, verse 40. When the sun was setting, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sicknesses, and laying his hands on each one of them, he healed them. As a follower of Christ, you've got to understand the the power that is placed in your hands. And maybe, maybe you can't lay hands on people because they're in quarantine. But you could do a video call with them. Or you could even do a phone call with them and lay hands on the phone while you pray. Maybe you can't contact them because they're too sick. You can take their photo, lay hands on their photo, and you can pray. As a follower of Jesus, understand the power that is placed in your hands by the blood of Jesus. You have to make the jump now. You, you've got to start praying for people and believing. Believing. At a time when praying for people and believing for their healing is going to provide a serious test of your faith. I believe with all my heart that the supernatural power of God will move through your hands. But you've got to step out. We also see that his hands were providing hands. We've spoken about this, where he was teaching the multitudes that got late and they were hungry. And all the disciples had for the feeding of the people was five loaves and two fish. Imagine, five loaves of bread and two fish to feed a crowd where just the men numbered 5,000. So there were probably somewhere between ten and 20,000 people in the crowd. And all they had to feed all those people was between five loaves and two fish. Obviously this was before lockdown, eh? They'd all be arrested today for contravening the health regulations. Six months in jail, Jesus. Right there. But in any case, he broke the bread. Listen to what happened in Matthew 14, 19-21. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven. notice he looked up to heaven. In a situation of impossible odds, he looked up to heaven. We need to look up to heaven right now. He looked up to heaven. He gave thanks and he broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the people. Notice he broke the loaves and he gave the loaves to the disciples and the miracle happened in the hands of the disciples. And then what happened? Verse 20, they all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 besides the women and the children. So the only question is, do you believe that the Bible is true? I know it's true. I know it's true. There's things that have happened where people have died and I can't explain, but I've seen powerful miracles as well. I've seen both. But I've realized you cannot build your faith on what you see. You've got to build your faith on the word. And this right now is what God's called us to. In a situation with a political instability, we're the ones that need to bring peace. In the case of the illness, we're the ones that need to be bringing peace and comfort and healing. Right now. And I want you to think about Romans 10, 8 and 9. We go through it every week. But what does it say to you? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. so right now, I want you to think about where you stand with the Lord. I want you to think about your eternal destiny. Something that not a lot of people seem to be thinking about, but it seems to me like it's something we should be thinking about more than anything else. And right there in your home, wherever you are, right now, if the Lord is calling you to come back, maybe you're a person you've never given your life to Jesus, the Lord's calling you, you're saying, and he's saying to you, listen, come to me right now. And I will give you comfort in this most excruciating time. Maybe you're sitting there right now and as all of these things are going on, you've given your life to Jesus before but you got distracted. Maybe over the years you got distracted and you realize the Lord's calling you back. He's saying, listen, you're still alive. It's not too late. Come back now. Maybe you're thinking, what's my purpose in this time? Listen, God's purpose for you is more real now than ever before. So now you need to come to Him. Or maybe you're thinking that your sin's too bad. Man, all I'm asking is that right now you get a revelation of how expensive the blood of Jesus is. Your sin can never out, you know, the outcompete the 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 power of the blood of jesus the power of his forgiveness it's nothing for him to forgive you it's nothing now is the time to pray you know i want to say one last thing today maybe you're the person you're a believer you've been serving the lord but god's calling you today to a much higher level of faith you're not going to have it if you don't commit to it and the lord's calling on you right now to commit to that and i want to encourage all of you now <clears throat> if you're watching at home i want you to come near before the screen if one of those is you even if you're at where there's a few of you, uh, of you have gathered in different spots come and kneel before the scre- the screen right now all of you if you're here and that's you come and kneel before the stage if you're listening on the audio and you can if you're where you are right now kneel if you can't put your right hand on your heart and so i'm waiting for a moment even those of you that are here i know that we're busy yeah for the broadcast but God will be speaking to you as well I'm going to ask everyone to close their eyes wherever you are those of you that have come to kneel I'm going to ask you to email info at theactivechurch.org Just straight after service. There needs to be a testimony about this. Even if you're just raising your right hand on your heart, send the email after service. And what you're saying now, is that this is the time, Lord, I want to commit to you now. I want to give my life completely to you now. I can't wait until later. Lord, you are the only hope. And I don't want to live eternity far from you. I want to live close to you from this day on i want to live close to you so that when death comes knocking i will be ready for it because i'll know that you'll be walking with me through the valley of the shadow of death i see your cross lord i see your cross i see it smashing the divide between me and the father I see the blood of Jesus and I see it as the same power right now as it did over 2,000 years ago I see all the arguments against me I place them at the foot of the cross of Jesus I see all the things that the enemy has done to me I see all the curses they are placed at the foot of the cross of Jesus I see all my sin the stuff I've done in thought, in word and deed. It's all placed at the foot of the cross of Jesus. I see right now that the blood of Jesus is the same power that it did over 2,000 years ago. I see it falling on that stuff. I see it being painted on that stuff. All those things, all those arguments. Every work of the enemy in my life. It's being destroyed now to the point it's as if it never existed. I see it shattered completely I feel the Holy Spirit touching me right now I am a new creation I am a brand new creation I am brand spanking new Hallelujah 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 God is touching me now. That blood that he shed was the price that he paid. Sense the presence of the Lord right now. He's touching you right now. And I'm going to ask everyone that is part of this service even those who are not watching at the time when we're broadcasting, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I recognize today that I'm a sinner and I repent of everything I've done wrong. I renounce my life of sin and I accept your sacrifice and I know that it was the price you paid for my redemption. And today, Lord, I say that the blood of your wounded body is washing me of all my rebellion and all my sin I am redeemed Lord and I ask you to set me free from any sickness and any pain from any COVID from any lung issues from any cancer from any tuberculosis from anything Lord and I accept that I can ask for this because my debt has been paid there is no outstanding balance you paid everything for me on the cross of calvary and i accept it by your blood i'm justified and you've made it as if i've never sinned and by your blood i'm sanctified and, I've, and i and I, and you've chosen me to serve you and i want to serve you lord with all my heart and so I open the door of my heart and I invite you to come in as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me and give me eternal life. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The grace
0: has bought our freedom, our sins no more inside. said to you-